This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. And welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. It's the first day of daylight savings, so Yay. the sun actually set at a normal time today. I'm very excited. So nice. Though my girlfriend in Arizona is now three hours behind us again. Oh. Which, she's like, oh, I'm out in a t-shirt tonight. It's warm. Mm. Like, I hate you. I really hate you right now. It was sunny at 6.50 still. Yeah, I was like, it's 35 degrees. It feels like it's 15. I it's know. freezing out right now. Um, So... We're in the weird months of April. These will be coming out in April or the end of March or something, because, of course, we're recording ahead of time. And we're going to talk about a very hot topic today, which is the most... We've actually started a new... Um, we're revamping our... Not our image. What are we doing, Laura? We're, like, trying to put ourselves out there more. Like, yeah? get more, um, like a... Um, what do you call it? Like a social know. media... Presence. We're yes. getting more of a presence. presence. Yeah. So we put this out there on social media and we heard a ton of feedback. We got a few emails and some Facebook posts and mm-hmm. it's a real thing. We're going to talk about nurses eating their young. That is a real thing. It's a real thing. And it's a sad. It's just sad to me. It's sad, especially after I read some of these emails. I was mm-hmm. fucking horrified. Um, and, you know, when I was reading and writing some of it, I was starting to think about how much we see it at work, to be honest with you. And it didn't dawn on me but we, we i'm seeing this every day you do see it every i don't think you think of it and then you're like no wait that person like when they do this that's yeah bullying the, the critiquing them, you know? and the, yeah, yeah i'm seeing it every day so what does nursing eating their young mean it refers to bullying and harassment that is victimizing nursing students and most generally perpetrated by older and more experienced nurses mm-hmm. quote from cats 2014 oh. To name a thing is to take its power away. So calling it nurses eating the young means like, oh, well, it happens to everybody. No big deal. And really takes away the power. This is bullying. Right. Uh, 60% of first year nurses will quit the profession because of this. Are you kidding? According to American Nursing Association 2012. Wow. 70% of student nurses experience bullying completely. Dr. Cynthia Clark is an expert in fostering civility Mm. and healthy work in the environment. She classifies nursing eating their young as incivility in the workplace. Yeah. And so you have to get into these subjects. My microphone is really low and I'm afraid to hit it because it's going to make it go bump, 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 bump. But I'm getting lower and lower as we're talking. Um, So incivility is behaviors that are directed towards another person which are rude, disruptive, intimidating, and undesirable. Mm-hmm. which is every day, every shift, all yeah, the time. constantly. Uh, examples of incivility would be finding fault with the person, intimidation, sarcastic or condescending remarks. I, I don't know who would I ever mean, say something. If but, you're from Boston, sarcasm doesn't count as yeah, bullying. And you're being bullied by everybody. Your three-year-old bullies you because right. sarcasm is right like here. It's a way of life. That's not, yeah. <laughs> Alienating and ignoring, attacking and punishing, uh, gossiping and spreading rumors, unfair work assignments, clicks, hostile or rude physical gestures, withholding. <laughs> I Not nice. never, never do any of that. No. Withholding info. You have famous last words. Get everything you need. You're, oh, all, you're set. all set. Get everything set. you need. Yeah. Scapegoating or backstabbing and refusing to help. Yeah. 
That's what it actually says. <laughs> Refusing. Good job. Thank you. Thanks for reading and deciphering. Refusing yeah. to help, not to keep. Um, many nurses feel it's a rite of passage or just part of the culture to treat each other this way. And I will agree because we see it every... It's constant. Every day mm-hmm. we're seeing this. Um, in nursing, the lack of awareness of what they are doing creates a group mentality and creates a lack of responsibility for the behavior. So you see it every day. You're like, whatever. Yeah, she's getting... You know, it happens to all of us. What's the big deal? It happened to me, so yep. I'm going to do it to them. Yep. The consequence is that the victim becomes a silent witness and doesn't usually speak out against behavior, so the behavior becomes acceptable. Mm-hmm. Because you get that whole feeling of, well, it's a rite of passage. You know, this is what we all do to each other. I have to just suck it up for a year, and mm-hmm. once I get, you know, a little experience, they'll leave me alone. And yeah. it's, it's not right. That's not the way to nurture experience and bring up the new people coming up. It's right. just, you wouldn't do it to your children this way. You shouldn't do it to right. brand-new nurses either. Effects of this, you're going to have difficulty... Um, in recruiting or maintaining staff, mm-hmm. high turnover rates, mm-hmm. job de-, de I was going to say declassification, but that's mm-hmm. not the word I wrote. No. It's dissatisfaction. Yes. Lack of engagement and low morale. Yes. So, who does the bullying? Bullying is seen at all levels of nursing across all ages and gender. I'm seeing this a lot. With some of the older nurses, because I'm seeing a phenomenon that some of the older nurses that have been in it 40, 45 years, they're starting to slip a little bit. You can see them slipping a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the younger nurses are latching onto that and crucifying them for it. Yes. And some of them, their behaviors, the older nurses, their behaviors could be difficult, but the new nurses are, again, crucifying for mm-hmm. them. And I don't think that's right either. Yeah. Younger versus older. Mm-hmm. Um one department ganging up another, like maybe the OR and the PAC, PAC you haven't <laughs> added, or the OR and the ICU haven't added, or the OR and the ER haven't added, right. or the OR and the floors haven't added. I mean, the OR basically them. fights a fucking everybody. <laughs> so we have nursing stereotypes. Oh. <clears throat> get the super nurse. Everybody's got a fucking super nurse mm-hmm. on their floor, right? Is often more experienced or specialized than most. and communicates a sense of superiority through an elitist attitude, oh. condescending manner, and corrective comments. Oh. You have the resentful nurse. I hope this is me. Um, develops and holds grudges. Encourages other to gang up on the transgressor. And tends to create drama that can permeate the work environment. Now I'm going to tell you, you can see one of these in every workplace. Oh, yeah. The PGR nurse uses put-downs, gossips, and rumors... PGR to bully other nurses. It doesn't say what PGR means. Passive aggressive. Gossip and put downs, gossip and rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're fucking smart. Yeah, no. See, she's she's bullying me right now. <laughs> and it's often quick. To I'm take... using corrective language. <laughs> she's the super nurse. Yeah. Laura's clearly the super nurse. Um, so she uses PGR to bully other nurses, and is often quick to take offense to a neutral remark. The backstabbing nurse. Ooh. Everybody's got one of these. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote two faced. Cultivating friendships and then they betray, using information as a weapon to enhance their power. The green with envy nurse expresses bitterness to those who have what they do not. Looks, status, personality, possessions. Their victims often do not realize that they are a target. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that all day long. The clickish nurse uses exclusion as a means of aggression, showing favoritism to some while ignoring others. This came from the American Nurse Association in Del Sega, you and it's used with permission from this article. All right. Okay. So there were three roles for nurse bullying. You have the bully or mm-hmm. the perpetrator, the victim or the target, and the bystander who witnesses, oh, which and doesn't. I'm going to say 90% is 
the bias. Everybody sees it. Yeah. And you just don't say anything about yeah. it. Uh, leadership can contribute to the environment. Superiors and managers who lead by intimidation foster that behavior in their staff. Mm-hmm. Nurses in management roles often adopt leadership styles based on bad bosses of the past. Um, so it's a big problem, yeah. as we've discussed. All right. So there are ways to deal with it that I think we'll discuss after we read some of these emails okay. that we got in. Because um, I know I, I give these people who wrote in courage. They don't want us to use the names. I don't blame them because it takes a lot to put this stuff down on paper Mm -hmm. and it brings back a lot of bad feelings. And some of these stories that were written in are horrific to me. I, I, I mean, we've seen it, but I have never seen anything to this extent. No, you would have to say something. This is ridiculous. And how people didn't say anything is unbelievable to me. So why don't you read one first? Okay. I'll go with, all right, I'll go with this one. So I'm just going to read it. I'm going to leave out her name. Hi, ladies. I love listening to your podcast. I had posted last week on your Facebook page about nurses eating their young. It happens to surge techs also. It's awful. I'm a newer but older age tech, so she started being a tech Mm -hmm. at an older age. I am also a clinical instructor. After I graduated from my program, I started working at a level one trauma center. I was welcomed by another co-worker who was younger than me and took me under her wing, showed me around, precepted me, helped me. We exchanged numbers, and she said to text her if I needed any help. I thought it was great. I started to get noticed and came off orientation pretty quickly. Started taking bigger cases. The doctors would be happy to see me in the rooms. Well, she got upset. She keyed my car. Shit. Which I could never prove, of course. Hospital parking garages have surveillance, just not recorded. Yeah. She then sat at the lunch table with a bunch of my coworkers and proceeded to spill all the things and insecurities I had to everyone. Thankfully, someone did come and tell me. I still work at the hospital and she no longer does. It also happens with the students that I have to place in rooms. With experienced techs, they give them the silent treatment, won't let them do anything, and these poor students who are scared and nervous to begin with have to quote-unquote prove themselves before they are given any kind of help to learn. It's frustrating. Just be nice. Teach them. They will be working next to you one day. Also, if you could... Oh, just... <laughs> Don't use my name. <laughs> I love, love, love your podcast. I've listened from the beginning. The stories about fires and the history of surgical stuff, I tell my students to listen. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for all you both do in this crazy healthcare world we currently live in. Well, thank you very much for writing in. And that is. It's ridiculous. Horrifying. But you know what? You see it But all that's the that time. green with jealousy nurse. Yep. That's that. Um, what was that? That's the a other backstabbing. One? She's real friendly to your Backstab- face. She takes you. all your information. Yep. She has it Use with it everybody against, else. Yeah. She's like all those all types of, of in nurses one. in one. But you see it all the time. Nurses, I mean. Or text or text regardless. Yeah, I role. mean, they want to be the big shot and they get really intimidated if somebody new comes in. I mean, I can see it sometimes myself. Like, I am, I can be very standoffish when you first meet me. Yeah. I mean, because sure. um, I get to, I get to see what you're all about first. And yeah. we had one nurse coming to nights and I had only had one experience with her um, when she was, I was, she came up to me in the lunchroom, I've never met her before. And she mm. starts grilling me about Botox and how to do Botox. And I was like, who? the fuck is this girl yeah who do you think you who are talking are to you me talking to me let me eat my lunch let me who am i <laughs> so then i hear she's coming tonight i'm like oh great fucking great <laughs> i could not love this girl more yeah. if i tried right. she wound up being one of our closest friends i have so much fun with yeah. her but it, my first inclination was to be like i'm done don't yeah. get away from me but i couldn't love her more she's hysterical she's good she's funny i just love her so i that taught me a lesson, and I try, excuse me, to um, 
squelch that part of me down that wants yeah. to immediately be like, get the fuck away from me. And mm-hmm. I tried to give everybody a chance. It's not always easy and some people <laughs> prove me right. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we're going to move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another one, please don't use my name, so I will not. I started my career in July of 2020. Oof. Right in the middle of COVID. Yeah. I'm obviously a baby tech and I'm still learning a lot. I was hired by the only level three trauma center in the immediate area and moved out of state for the job. The person designated to train me at my new job was described to me as gruff. I think that's how people describe me. <laughs> I really don't think she knew she knew how new I actually was, but whatever. Everything started out fine, but when she started to berate me and talk down to me in front of surgeons, I kept my mouth shut as I was still on my probation period. But then I was being told that she would walk out of the OR and start screaming down the hallways about how stupid I am or talking shit on me to surgeons. I stayed quiet because she controlled how long my probation period was. She taught me to do this. Fucking pisses me off. Mm -hmm. She taught me to do things incorrectly knowing I would eventually get in trouble, say it was her that taught me, and look like a liar. And that's exactly what happened and continues to happen. Oh, that's good. Teach her the fucking wrong way to do something because that's not dangerous. I I, I mean, at the end of the day... There's a patient you're taking care of. What kind of piece of what shit are you to do this? Why do you care if someone exactly. else does, that you should want everybody to do it the right way? Exactly. Like, why would you ever... Common want decency right. for the patient on the table. Right. We ha- we're we're health care workers. Right. And all I'm going to do is say, you trained me that way, which is what... It- right. This went on for about three months before someone else spoke up about it. I was assigned another preceptor, but she was already pissed off. Because now she's listening to this piece right, of shit. Right, just has it in her head that she's yeah. terrible. Over the past nearly two years, she has pushed me out of rooms and taken over my scrubs. Refused to give me breaks at all, or let me give her breaks, lol. Okay, starve then. <laughs> Sending complaints about me doing stupid things like dancing in the OI during tour nervous, making it sound like I'm doing it while it's the patient's in the room and awake. Okay, maybe I dance in the OI, but the patient's asleep. And who gives a shit if you're happy in this climate of nursing right. where everybody's miserable? Right. Who cares? Right. She also has someone has turned everyone against me. I'm now leaving. That's a shame. That is That's a, a real shame. Now, I get it. Well, if anyone hates you, it's probably you, right? No. Mm-hmm. This is a small community where everyone knows everyone. And when someone that's not from around here comes into the community or the department, they do this. I'm not the first one that's leaving because of her. And now she's latching onto someone else. All the travelers are having issues with her, but no one wants to say anything to the boss. She's made my life a living hell for the past year and a half, and now I'm going back home. That's really sad to me. And having traveled and worked in smaller places, we are fortunate we work with a ridiculous amount of nurses. Mm-hmm. These smaller community hospitals, yeah. one person hates you, yep, you're fucked. Done. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. So and that's I'm, too bad. I wish that person who wrote that would like call the administration of that hospital since she's leaving. Go to HR. Right. And say, she's actually teaching the wrong way to do things, so she looks good, but that's in, she's endangering patients. Like, yeah. you know, like, regardless of the bullet, which is terrible. Right. Terrible. You, and the self-esteem like issues this poor girl probably has Right. Now. And then you, you second guess. It's yep. awful. But on, never mind that, if they don't want to address bullying, this person could be bringing harm to patients right. because of this. Like, it's. And really, what do you get off right, doing that? Like, right. how does that make you feel like a big shot? Right. You know, I would be. In fact, we teach. Yes. We do this. Mm-hmm. I am happier when I hear they're doing a great job yeah. because I taught them that. Right. You know, that I makes, that me, makes look me look better. Right. They're doing great in a room. Well, they're terrible. I taught them so yeah. great. Like, you don't want them to say they're right. terrible. You want, I want, Every time someone's like, hey, they did a great job. I'm like, great. I I'm feel so good. Glad. Yeah, we're yeah. doing something right. right. Yeah. Oh, it just 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that pisses me off. So go ahead. Yeah. Oh, all right. So this was um, um, on one of our Facebook posts. I asked for stories. Um, so this person writes, I had a terrible bullying experience when I was a brand new nurse. My training schedule was three twelves, but I was allowed 40 hours a week. So I asked if I could come in for those extra four hours and learn as much about scrubbing as I could. I pitched it that my pay was coming out of a different cost center. So I wasn't costing the OR anything to expand my skills. I was scrubbed in standing by the back table with a gown in hand, waiting for the physician assistant to come in so I could gown her. The RN of the room, and most experienced RN of that OR, 18 years in, came in and yelled, what the hell are you doing in here? I said, I'm learning about scrubbing and waiting for the PA. She said, get out. She's not even here yet, and started walking towards me. I took a step back and said, don't touch me. She continued to walk towards me and extends her arm and swipes her hand down the front of my body. So, uh, yeah, if you... People who are listening to this don't know you have a gown on. Nothing can touch that gown. It's sterile. Unless you, it's another person that was scrubbed in it's with sterile. gown and gloves and yeah. they can touch you and they're sterile. But if you come at me and you're not scrubbed in, now I'm unsterile and I need to and break. It's, and it's a classic move people do to med students, interns, when they want them to leave the field. They'll go over it and they contaminate them. So now they have to break right. and leave. So now once you do that, this person can no longer, right. they have to break and re-scrub and redress. Um so she wipes her hand all over the front of her body. A, you can't touch people. Um, so, of course, I have no choice but to break scrub. I went straight to the manager's office and told her what happened. She tried to make excuses for her and tell me that I misinterpreted the exchange. How do you misinterpret that? I, How do you misinterpret right. that? She writes, like, like what the fuck? Yeah. Um, later that day, I was called back in there. And there she sat with the manager and we had a discussion about it. The manager was probably her best friend. Probably. Yeah. She was so full of shit saying she was just joking. It was all in fun. Blah, blah, blah. And proceeded to say that she was the last preceptor I'd have to be with to get to go solo. So I said, okay, when you're my preceptor, are you going to hold this against me? She said, absolutely. Oh my God. In front of the manager. The manager laughed and said, absolutely. That's my favorite word. I can't. It was then and there. Off to HR I go. You fuckers. It was then and there that I was awakened to how things were going to be. Now I'm the preceptor and she's gone. You better believe I have never and will never do that to any of my preceptees. It's, they're so, why don't you want people to know more about the job? Why would you hold things secret? Why would you? Because. Oh, I don't want you to, you you shouldn't learn how to scrub. No, she should learn how to scrub. Shine them. Right. And they can't handle it. We see it in our own job. I know. It's just so petty. I just don't, I literally, I was talking at work recently to somebody about this. Like, they're like, well, they didn't. I don't know. They never told me that, but I feel like they don't tell me things on purpose. And I'm like, I just don't understand the point of that. Like, don't you want your coworkers to, to know just as much as you? Don't you want everybody? It makes in the my room? job easier. Right. It makes everybody's job easier. Don't you want them to be able to do what you do? So you don't have to do the hardest cases. You but don't have don't. to do the most work. They don't. It's just, bizarre. you see it a lot in orthopedics. Yeah. Cardiac. Yeah. Cardiac is the queen of this shit. I know. And they breed it. And I don't mean it to our own cardiac scrubs because they're so desperate for help. I think they would teach the fucking janitor. Yeah. They would teach anybody how to scrub. Yeah. But I have been in hospitals where cardiacs, the elitist. I mean, yeah. when I first started where we were, it cardiac was, was yeah, ridiculous. Was, yeah. They were rude. They were mean. I'll never forget. This nurse is still there. She had started not shortly after I did. She started scrubbing in cardiac. And at the time, 
We had some heavy hitting surgeons down mm-hmm. there. You didn't go to cardiac. The scrubs all had their own jackets. That's mm-hmm. a cardiac team, and yeah. they all wore dresses, mm-hmm. and they didn't talk to anybody but each other. They were fucking brutal, mm-hmm. and they were so elitist they couldn't do carotids on cabbages. So the main OR would have to go down and back up on the carotid. Mm-hmm. I get picked as the stupid fuck that's got to go down to cardiac and scrub mm-hmm. the carotid. And the surgeon that I was working with was very intimidated by the cardiac surgeon whose case it was. Mm. So he's trying to show off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe right. He was just screaming at me. We let the, the spo- he literally at one point told me the sponges were too bright. Like, <laughs> I have any fucking control over how bright oh, my... sure, let me dim I those. What do you want me to do? was beside myself, because I was still a pretty brand new scrub at the time. Yeah. He's on me and on me. This woman, I have to this day will never forget, she would load the proleans and put them on my table. She's the... She was not one of the cardiac team, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. She would help me with this. She would feeding me stuff so I could, because she felt bad for me. Right. I never forgot that kindness. Mm-hmm. That was 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. To this day, she's almost in re- retirement. Anything that woman needs, I will get her. Okay. I will, you'll never, you'll never forget the scathing remarks and you'll never forget the kindness. Mm-hmm. In that type of an environment. Right. Because had it been any one of those other cardiac they scrubs, they would have laughed at me for failing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Catherine, I love you. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget you. So it's just, why? What purpose would it did it serve berating me and making me nervous? It didn't make me get you anything any faster. No. All you did was freak it me It makes out. it worse. It makes it right. worse. And they don't understand no. that. The same surgeon. Years later now, I'm a nurse have scrubbed up the wazoo, working nights, had started doing an endovascular AAA, and it turned open. The circulator in the room is one of the older nurses who's kind of slipping a little bit, mm-hmm. so she really wasn't on her game. Mm-hmm. And the scrub wasn't strong at it, and he, he was all over her, like white on rice, man. He was berating her. Mm-hmm. I threw my gloves on the table. I said, go take a break. She's like, I said, just, just go take a break. And at this point now, he and I have established a relationship yeah. over all these years and many horrific cases. Mm-hmm. He finally is comfortable with me. And what you the thing with him is the reason he berates us is he's not comfortable with who's in the room. Right. Once he knows you, he calms down. So he starts calming down. And I said, do you think screaming at her was going to get you anything any faster? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, well, I just need my... I said, I appreciate, but you also don't realize that the nurse wasn't getting her anything she needed. Yeah. It's not her fault. Right. And I was all over him. That girl came back from break. He's like, I'm sorry. I really, I shouldn't have talked to you like that. She was like, I can't believe you just apologized to me. I'm like, because you didn't deserve that. Right. That was bullshit. Right. So. All right. Anyways. Anyways. All right. This is the last and final story. Okay. And it's a doozy. And it makes me want to drive down to where this girl works mm-hmm. and beat the shit out of the entire hospital staff. But I was, I read this. I was livid. Yeah. When I, I was livid. Again, I can't read the names. But the printing is in a way I can read it without my glasses. So thank you. Um, I am a huge victim of the typical nurses eating their young. I am currently 25. But when I was 23, I started my very first nursing job as an RN in the CVICU. I was the only... So that's the cardiovascular ICU unit for people who don't know. I was the only female on the entire CVI and CV step down that was under the age of 40. Also, I know, really. (laughs) <laughs> so you take an old crone to have to work that job, I'll tell you. <laughs> also, I am tiny and blonde and in comma, 
I mean, in parentheses, sorry, because I know this will make me sound like a douchebag, but pretty damn hot. <laughs> Meanless to say, I got hit pretty hard by that shit. And I will say you see that too. Yeah. They immediately assume you're pretty, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is, but yeah. you, and they're intimidated by your looks because then they're going to be like, oh, the doctor's just like her because she's pretty. Right. Oh, the doctors will only be nice to her because she's pretty, which sometimes they are. Mm. Um, I started with an older nurse going around telling people, watch out for her, heard she's bad news. <laughs> A male nurse practitioner started to sexually harass me at work. He literally wanted to, quote, eat his young fucking filthy pig. Ew. If you catch my drift. He would corner me in rooms, not give me orders on patients if I didn't flirt with him. Touch me. I just, I don't know how this happened. Touch me inappropriately. Wait for me in the garage after work no. next to my car. It was bad. That's when shit really hit the fan. This old nurse started taping shit to my locker. She was actually my preceptor for about two weeks, and I bought her a gift, which she later put in a plastic bag and taped to the outside of my locker. Would call me bitch and slut when she walked by me. She e I, I just can't fucking believe this yeah. happened. She even sent me a text message saying that you have no critical thinking skills. Your time management is shit. You're not meant to be a nurse. You should go into medical sales. Because she's pretty. pretty. Because yeah. she's pretty. I politely responded to her and said, thank you for your feedback. I couldn't have been this nice. I'd have been like, you cunt! <laughs> thank you for your feedback. I will work on my time management. I hope one day I can change your opinion of me and prove to be an excellent nurse. God bless you, honey, because yeah, that's not the answer I would have. That's the high road. That's the high road. That's way the high road. Yeah. My critical thinking skills would have been plotting how to take her out. Oh, watch these critical <laughs> Oh, I would have critical think my ass all over you. I have screenshots of everything. Even a recorded phone call of her drug ass telling me I had ruined their unit. I don't know if it's drug ass or drunk ass, but either way, it's not good. Intoxicated ass. Yeah, her intoxicated ass. I received four Daisy Awards within eight years of my first year. Of, eight months of my first years of nursing. I have not received one in 30 that years. That is like a Ridiculous. very high yeah, I don't get honor. Any. <laughs> like, you have to really be like a standout. Well, it was because she was pretty. Obviously. All right. Clearly. We're kidding. Uh, we are kidding. That's she, like a really high honor it's for amazing. people who don't know. It's amazing. And if, and to get and four eight months, eight months that's yeah. insane. Um, she then messaged my husband on Facebook and told him, like this fucking bitch. She then messaged my husband on Facebook and told him I was having an affair with an NP at, at um, I'm assuming that means work. Then started a rumor that I did drugs at work. Like, oh my you God. are ruining her life yes. now. You have fucked with her personal life right. now. What? I'm telling you, this bitch had it out for me. <laughs> I was so concerned about my job and safety, I finally went to HR and made a report. I can't believe you waited this long. Mm -hmm. Reported everything to my unit director, the ACNO, the CNO, chief nursing officer. Nothing was done. Nothing changed. That shocks me even more. That's awful. I'm telling you, the whole hospital thought I was a whore. My orientation friends stopped talking and hanging out with me because they didn't want to be associated with me. That's Shame awful. on them. them. Yeah. I'm sorry. I continued to come home crying after work every day. My husband wanted so bad, badly for me to quit, but I refused to back down. Good for her. I put up with it for a year. I don't know if I could have done it. I know. I truly loved my job and was learning so much in CVICU. But she and the NP had so many people against me. Of course everyone hated me instead of the male NP. He was so obsessed with me that his wife actually divorced him. Wow. Of course the whole hospital. I'm a homewrecker, not him. Finally, one day I was on the unit and they came and pulled me off to, quote, randomly drug screen me <gasps> due to a nurse's request. I was so huge. I, I am just getting that more living. That is bullshit. Awful. This is bullshit. With no, you have no backing that she has any drug issues. No, but what it's just you, this woman saying right, this Right, what bullshit. proof did you have? Right. Of course, she probably lied and came up with bullshit yeah. answers. 
I was so humiliated. Of course I complied and did the screening, which came back negative. But I was so pissed and so done and so fucking embarrassed that I put in my notice the next day. This really impacted me. I even went to therapy. Yeah. I, hope so. I will still to this day tell you that I learned so much from the two weeks I had being precepted by this woman. And the reason I was so hurt was because I knew she was so brilliant and I wanted so badly for her to like me. I never said a single bad word about her, even as she was screaming at me at the nurse's station was talking about how I was going to get certified in CRRT. I have no idea what that is. But I'm assuming it's some kind of respiratory therapy. Yeah. She was trained to take fresh hearts, and I wasn't yet. And she and she got so angry anytime they would try to train me on anything. When I received my first Daisy Award, someone congratulated me at the nursing station. She said, yeah, that's a sensitive subject around here. Really? Why? I haven't received one in ever, and yet I congratulate everybody who gets and their excellence awards. You and their trained Daisy. her. Right. So you should be proud. That says you, something about you. Right. Bitch. Yeah. Um, and then stormed off. I guess because I had only been a nurse like six months and she had been one 15 years and never had one. Well, when you act like a bitch, no one's right. going to nominate you. There. Shut your daisy ass up, you award. You little... I probably only had five people in that hospital that truly knew me and had my back. And they were the type of people whose respect had to be earned. But they knew me and knew I was not a horrible person. I have since moved on to another CVICU and am happier, but miss a lot of my old co-workers. Eating your young is never okay. Let us learn from your, from you. Love you. And we will show you so much gratitude and always help you with a cold brown. <laughs> That's for the med students, honey. Yeah. P.S. I'm from Georgia and not sure which one of you has the laugh where you sometimes wheeze. But that, that and the accents are literally my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> Please wheeze more and keep us laughing. Um, I'm the wheezer. FYI. Um, I don't think you wheeze. When I get caught off guard, like the penis episode. And it's quiet for a minute because I'm oh. like laughing so hard. But it has to be something that has completely yeah. caught me off guard and I'm hysterical laughing. And then I can't. It takes me a minute. No. Get my sit. So, um, I'm she, you know, in my Boston accent, that probably I hope came out as harsh as it should have been because that was the worst story I have ever heard. I, in the fact that people just sit there and, and don't watched say it. anything. Yes. You stop talking to your friend. Because you don't want to be associated with right. her. Right, no, you should be saying, but that's not true. That's not that's who not she is. friends with her. Right. right. Right, you should have backed her and given her support in probably one of the worst things she's ever had to go through. Yeah. That's a horrible experience. That's awful. And I'm ashamed of the nurse who was her preceptor. Mm-hmm. She should be ashamed of calling herself a nurse and a preceptor. Yes. Because that's fucking ridiculous. It's awful. I don't so, understand it. I just don't understand it. I don't. And I don't... Like I said, we're, I'm after doing this, I'm, I'm really looking at stuff at work, and I see it. I see it happen all the time. One of the students we're precepting right now came in and told me a story about she's almost done. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, you know how to open gloves. You know how to be in the nurse in the room, which I didn't expect it from, whipped her apart while she was opening gloves and, and tell her you're in my way and this and that. And I get we all, it's it, we're all burnt out. Yeah. We're all frustrated. But you have to be just human decency. It is not okay to talk to anybody like to berate anybody like that no. the surgeons are not i mean when we first started it was worse yes the environment was a lot worse i yeah. do think um things have changed significantly mm-hmm. as much as i hate to see it i think that's also changed how people um work and it's nobody's gonna agree with me you know what i'm gonna say I, I all do. right like having scrubbed in the 90s mm-hmm. the surgeons screamed at you if you did something wrong I mean, you, like they were going to murder you. Yep, but yeah. you never did it again. 
you never, remembered. Right. Oh shit, I can't ever do that. Or right. oh, the this stitch has to be this. Or you know, like right. you always remembered whatever the hell they screamed yeah. at you about. If they threw you. a needle holder at back because it was filthy, you never gave him a filthy needle right. holder again. If they if you ripped the proline by accident and he humiliated you, you know now I'm not saying that's the way to do it. No. But what I'm noticing today is because that's not the reaction they're gonna get, they don't give a shit. No. I'm, they don't give a shit. No. And I'm always like, pay attention. Do this. Do that. Yeah. You've got to clean this. And they just don't care. No. And that's just as frustrating. I know. You know. So, look at all the new students coming out there. It's not... It just doesn't... Where... So, I'm going to talk about burnout. And you... And people bullying new people coming up. Or even not new people... People bullying older people that have worked there for a long time but think they're stupid. They're not stupid. They have right. so much knowledge. They have more knowledge than you'll ever know. Right. But doing it to either to anybody is just going to cause everybody else to have more burnout because you're getting rid of these people. What pisses me off the most, and I tell all the new people not to do this, when the scrub throws the circulator under the bus. the bus. As soon as they leave the room, she's like, oh, I asked her for it the other week. I don't care if you hate her. Yeah. It is together. you against them. Because yeah. that surgeon will throw that bus over you anytime. Mm-hmm. And we had one, you know, we have a couple of them do it all the time. And I'm like, the, you're going to work with her for 30 years. Right. He's going to, we work in a teaching hospital. They come and go like underwear. They're, right. they're in and out, in and out, in and out. He's going to be gone in six months. Right. She's going to be, you'll be at her retirement party. Right. So you better be nice to her. Yeah. Or they're going to sabotage you. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You can't fix the culture overnight, but stick together. Right. Don't. That's no need. This is. I hate when people do throw that. Throw people under the bus. There's. There's no need. need. I, even there's some of them I want to. Yes, but but I don't. don't. No, because it's to me. You say okay, give them a minute. You just asked for it. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, I they're trying, trying to put it back on them. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just asked for it. She had to go get it. It takes right. a minute. It's She's crawling right around yet. under the drapes. Right. You got to give her a second right. to do the four other things you just asked right. her. Even if it should have been done, so whatever. I'm still gonna say you. You right. just ask. You gotta just give, give her a minute. minute. Yeah. So stick up for your your team in the room with you. Stick up for them because yeah. you're all in it together. And it, the one common denominator is the patient. You're there to take care of patients. That's the thing. Beating each other up isn't gonna take care of the patient. No. Are you in this like you're a nurse or right. you're a tech or you're a healthcare worker of some sort? Do you not care anything for the patient? Because if you don't, you shouldn't be doing the job. Right. You right. shouldn't be doing Is your job. ego bigger than making sure that patient gets out of here so- safely? Right. And someday, you're not, I'm not going to be working anymore, right? Right. But I'm going to need somebody to... Take care of me. Operate on me. I'm and I'm need a little afraid to of what's coming up. Right. But if, <laughs> and if I'm not teaching them my knowledge, how do I... Right. Why would I want them to not know how to take care of me? Right. Why would I want them to not know how to take care of my kids? Like, why I mean, we you... work in a trauma facility. They need to know how to deal quickly with stuff. Yes. Because patients will die. Yeah. And... If things don't go well for them, I'm not going to berate them for it. I'm going to try to talk them through it because we see some bad shit. Right. It's not going to help if they leave. There's no. already a nursing shortage. We've got to try to build these right. people up. It's fucking pissing me off. It's, it's The whole episode made me angry. So going from that, bullying people, I'm going to talk about nurse burnout. Because if you're bullying everybody, it's just adding to the nurse goddamn burnout. These girls are bur- burnt out. They're two years in. Right. They're literally Right, but she war. said 2020, one of them. Yeah, said. she's already burnt out. Yeah, you know that stress and the yeah. emotional toll that takes on you. Anyway, so nurse burnout um, is an occupational hazard that affects not only nurses but also patients, organizations, and society as a goddamn whole. Mm-hmm. It's not just about 
oh, that nurse is tired or... No. It affects everything. Um, it's associated with worsening safety and quality of care, decreased patient satisfaction, and nurses in like a decrease in nurse commitment and productivity. Um, it is defined as emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It is now an official medical diagnosis. Oh, absolutely. Um, some causes of it are long work hours. There's studies that indicate that working a 12-hour shift is harmful to both nurses and patients. The longer you are there, the more burned out you will be. Um, but that's nurses do it because they only have to work three days. Three days, right. Um, greater workloads. Nursing is becoming more, well, everything is becoming more and more high tech. There's more and more things you have to do other than just your nursing role. Mm -hmm. You have to be an IT specialist. You have to, you know, know how to fix these machines that you've never seen in your life. You Where does this cord plug into? Right. How it's, do I put this on the screen? Everything how do I... is getting more and more and more intense. Intense. Um, that expectations to provide a higher level of care are increased. Like you have to, you have to do more. You have to do more. You have to do more. Nurses are having a harder time focusing on just nursing. Mm -hmm. Like our basic role mm -hmm. is like disappearing more paperwork more documentation yeah. more documentation document this document yeah. that document this it's like holy moly mm -hmm. i got five seconds to talk to this patient right um and this leads to frustration obviously mm -hmm. everybody's frustrated in um the inability to do their job to the best of their ability because mm -hmm. you have to focus on a million things other than the patient mm -hmm. it's sad um and obviously the death and sickness you see which is part of being a nurse. Yeah. You are going to see sickness. That's why we are nursing these people. <laughs> and you're going to see death mm -hmm. at some... I mean, maybe not everybody, but most nurses are going to see death at some point. But that doesn't mean because it's part of your role that it doesn't take a toll on you. And I think a lot of... Like during COVID, these nurses who don't see it every day had to go to units where they did see it every day. Mm -hmm. And it was sad because no one could even be with them. So they were with them. And the emotional toll it took on people, people left. I mean, it was... A mass the exodus. After effective COVID on the nursing field is shocking. It's like devastating. It is shocking. Yeah. And, you know, people don't realize a lot of the hospitals in this last shutdown of hospitals wasn't COVID. There's no nurses. Right. And they don't know that. Right. There are no nurses in these hospitals. Yeah. And the ones that are there are being worked to, to death. death. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's bad. Very it's really stressful bad. time. Um. Signs and symptoms of burnout are exha exhaustion, anxiety, frequent illnesses, headaches, muscle pain, a change in appetite, a change in sleep, feeling helpless, a sense of failure and self-doubt, detachment, lack of motivation, cynicism, decreased career satisfaction, um, become withdrawn. All right, I've got about eight of those. <laughs> I know. Isolation, <laughs> procrastination, frustration. Substance abuse and missing work. Mm -hmm. It affects patients in the long run mm -hmm. because a burned out nurse is more likely to make poor decisions at work. Um, they have a lack of sympathy. They're cynical they're, and they have a lack of sympathy towards the patients, mm -hmm. which leads to they're a They're going to be short with them. They're yeah. going to yell at them. And like, okay, so we, like we're in the OR. We don't talk that much to our patients. A, a nurse on the floor even what, like on a regular med search flow, when you discharge a patient, you're giving them instruction. You you know, this is yep. what you need to do at home. This is, if you're burnt out and really don't care, you're like, yeah, okay, sign this, yeah. you're leaving. Like, you you're know, out. Like, you're not giving the care and, and, you Because you know, guess what? You're going to have another one in that bed as soon as this guy leaves. Right. And you're just done. Yep. You're like, oh, they're leaving now. I got to do this whole yep. onboarding. And, yep. you know, 
So they're not giving, and it's not, I'm not blaming them. They're burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're not giving the care you should be giving. Even just simple things, you're mm-hmm. not doing it. Um, patients aren't getting the care that they deserve to get. Um, staff shortages make patient-to-nurse ratios higher, mm-hmm. which leads to negative outcomes. There's more mistakes. There's less time to, you know, care for the patient. Patients feel like there's nobody here. No one's care. You know, why am mm-hmm. I even here? Burnout affects 38% of nurses every year. That's like more than a quarter of nurses have burnout mm-hmm. every year. Which means, and I think that's a low number. Yeah, probably is. But this I like this breakdown was like, wow. Um, four out of ten nurses drive to work dreading their shift. Four <laughs> I out of ten. Get I every single day. I know. I think I could just stay on ninety five and go to Florida right now. <laughs> four out of ten experience a lack of empathy. Four out of ten nurses have a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. And four out of ten nurses because this is the thirty eight percent. Four out of ten nurses are dissatisfied with their profession. That is a sad, yep, very sad, sad number. number. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the information on. I'll say burnout. Right after we came back up with COVID, I was losing my mind. But we got an influx of young, fun nurses come on the shift, and it helped. Yes, they helped a lot. Yes. I don't think they can even appreciate. Of course, half of them have already left. I know, but I don't think they can appreciate how it helped the shift. And just brought energy back, and people were kind of like a little excited to come to work because you knew, like, oh, the kids are going to be there. And and I think, honestly, helping them learn was fun. Was fun, and everybody said it. Like, yeah. oh, I oh, I had them in the room today. It was nice because like I forgot. Like, so I told them, you know, this, and like I forgot how much I like to do that. You know, like right. it was. It just it's nice to teach people. Yeah, when you do it right. Yes. Like, if you're doing it and you're doing a good job and you're like, yeah. oh, shit, I you, do you like You don't realize how much you know. <laughs> a, you don't, you're like, oh, my God, I know yeah, a lot. I do and, know that. And B, you're like, I like my job. Mm-hmm. I actually like my job. I do like my job. It's just, I'm just fine. You get in the, the dredges of it, you know, like yeah. monotony and it's stressful and, you know, go here, go here, do this, do that, do this, and everybody's so sick and, but you forget the fundamentals of your job that you, actually makes you mm-hmm. love it. But when you're teaching somebody, it brings that back. Yeah. That's why you should teach people in a right. in a um, good way. Right. So I have the ten most stressful nursing jobs that cause burnout. I mean, everything mm-hmm. is stressful. We're not. Yeah, we're not putting shade on anybody. No. Everybody in nursing. Has this a article time. had like th- this person came up with these ten, but obviously everybody's going to be mm-hmm. stressed. Um, the most stressful one: adult critical care nursing. So this is ICU nurses oh, all day long. Yeah. Um, it's typically critical care is definitely seen as the most stressful nursing job it's associated with the highest rate of burnout um the report showed up to 86 percent of critical care nurses have at least one major symptom of burnout syndrome and up to 33 percent of them had all the symptoms of severe burnout syndrome i mean think of the burn icu could you imagine working in the burn icu no No, i'm good it's awful um number two pediatric icu nurse oh another one that need the neonates forget it i know um one small study, PICU nurses spoke of unrelieved job stress as being the primary reason they chose to move on from the PICU. That is why they're leaving, because of all the stress you, that's constant. You couldn't, between the families and the children yep. and the stories of why someone... Not only do you have a very sick child, yeah. they also have to deal with their family and their parents, and their, it's awful. Or when you hear the child is there because of an abusive situation or right, something, it's, just, it's it's so traumatic. Like, people in nursing, I want to go to PED, I'm like... It's not broken legs and no, scraped knees. It's horrible stories, stories yeah. of chemo or whatever. I, 
I couldn't give a two-year-old chemo. I, I couldn't know, do it. I know. I mean, God bless. I'm God bless these women out there. I could not do it. Yeah. Um, number three, neonatal ICU yep. nursing, obviously. Um, it's the third most stressful nursing position. Um, you know, babies are cute and they're adorable and you want to cuddle them. These pa- babies are suffering. They're, they're suffering. These women are putting babies in a body bag. Yeah. Um, and you're dealing with the parents who are... Traumatized. Is, I mean, it's the worst thing that can yeah. happen, you know, and you it's just awful. It's a terrible amount of stress. Um, number four is emergency room nursing. Um, obviously, you know, they're seeing trauma. They're seeing mm-hmm. exceptionally sick people. It's very fast-paced. They take a lot of abuse in the ER. Yeah. So, yeah. And you then know, you have all yeah, the side patients. They take a lot of and, abuse. I mean, it's The a, drunks and the drug yeah, addicts yeah. and the homeless and... It's... It, a lot comes at you all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, in one multi-center study, emergency room nursing was found to be particularly stressful, not only because of the emotional, physical demands of the job, but also because nurses often witness aggressive or violent displays without being properly prepared yeah, to I handle agree. them. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, operating room nurse. Ooh. Which I was surprised We're was dead so middle. high up because people... I think it depends it, on the OR you're in, but you're also it, dealing with surgeons. Yes, but it, I think people just... It's almost like we don't exist most of the time. Like, people don't know what we yeah. do. We're some part of the hospital that no one else can go to. Yeah. They don't even we know you're open. We would describe just what uh, the weird office in the mall where security hangs out. Yeah. Nobody knows who's like, in there. No one knows where the hell it is. <laughs> you can't get in. Um, it's In this article, it's like, it's operating room nursing is completely different than floor and ICU nursing. It's a completely, completely different completely. profession. Um, you only have to focus on one patient time, which is nice. And usually we have like regulated breaks where on the floor, you don't really have like, you're going to lunch now. Like right. we have like, you go to lunch at 1130, you go to lunch at 12, you go, right. you know, we have a very uh, schedule. Um, on the this, flip side, if we have to pee, we can't leave the right, room you can't unless somebody gets us yeah. out. <laughs> um, but there's very stressful downsides to the operating room. Um, it takes a long time to train in the OR. Yes. You don't learn this in school. This is all on-the-job training. You get one day in school. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yep. Um, and there's two major roles in the OR for nursing, scrubbing and circulating. Right. And, they, I mean, they both take years to learn. Right. So then that's a lot of the stress is it takes so long to train, and then you're on your own, and you still don't feel like you no. really know what you do for years mm-hmm. after that. So it's very stressful because you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. for years. Um, and second, and most of the stress in the OR comes with a high amount of vigilance that nurses must have as they work in a sterile environment. You are always watching watching everything. Uh, most OS quick turnover is, I mean, the pressure to, you get, get that patient out, week. clean the room, set up the room, get the next patient in. Like, why is this taking so long? Shouldn't take 15 minutes. You have to clean an entire room that had blood and guts all over it. Make it clean and open new sterile equipment. Right. Like, it's acute. So the pressure, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. We have more, 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 more. It's right. always more. And then you have emergencies. There's very sick people. We get very mm-hmm. ill people. They scrape them off the sidewalk, maybe go through the ER and come to us. So we're all seeing the same thing. Right. All right. It's, Whether it's a sterile environment or not, we're seeing some rough stuff yeah. come through. Um. And you're running on adrenaline the whole time because mm-hmm. they're flying up. Yeah. You're trying to save this person's and life. And you're going to get blood. And you're trying to help anesthesia. And you're trying to help the surgeon. You're right. trying to get the scrub squared away. You're running for this. You're running for that. You're plugging this in. You're trying to make sure you're documenting everything right. properly. Am I doing my time out? Am I, do, you know, like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, and one study showed over 90% of nurses called working in the OR stressful or very stressful. Um, the sixth is critical care step-down nursing. You know, you come out of the OR, the ICU, the ER, um, 
you may think that work will become far less stressful, and that's not true. Um, the step down unit, same sick people that literally mm-hmm. were in the ICU an hour ago, and I now they're on you. your floor, and they are sick as shit. Um, they're generally stable, like they can move out of the ICU, but in a second, they could be right back. They could be right back. Um, you have it's continuous monitoring. It's not a med surge flow. You're still right. like it's a constant monitoring. Um, and they deteriorate really quickly. Those patients on that floor. You think, okay, you're fine, and the family kind of feels like they're out of the woods. The patient feels like they're out of, and then suddenly they're just as critically ill as they were. Um, there's a high bed turnover because they go, well, get them to the floor. Now this, I now yep. nope, you got to bring them back to the ICU. Like it's a constant turnover of patients on that floor. Seven is oncology nursing. Obviously, it's Ugh. very stressful. You're dealing with people in a very emotional yeah. situation. Most of them are dying. Yep. Um, and it's not only inpatient oncology, it's outpatient oncology. You're still seeing these people that come. And you build a relationship yes, with them. Yes, and they come for years, and they come every week for yep. their treatment, and you form a relationship with them and their family, yep. and then when they're no longer coming, you know, you know sometimes they're cured. A lot of times they're not, you know, right. and it's just a terrible loss that you have all the time. Um medical sur- med surge nursing but uh, people you know think it's not it's very stressful it's brutal they have a i think they think you're their waitress that's the thing i think it's more the patient's attitudes yes, in there towards than the what nurses the, on those floors. i mean they, i'm not going to degrade the care because they're they're doing a lot for these people yeah but they're these people are healthier than an icu sometimes icus they're intubated you're not you might talk to the family you're not talking to the patients mm-hmm. med surge Oh, you're dealing like with everybody. Like, they could not to be up and around and complaining. Yeah, all the time. Which, fine, you're sick, you can complain, but yeah. it's you can't berate a nurse, and you have way more patients. Right. Like, an ICU is one-to-one, one, a two-to-one. Right. you're going to have six to ten. Yeah, on a, you can have and, a ton of patients. You are constantly behind. You, there is right. not enough time in the day to handle the amount of patients you have on a right. med surge floor. And, and that's if not, everybody showed up. Right, and that's, and back in the day, med surge floor, you might be in there for ten days for, you know, you had your appendix out. You're fine after day two. Yeah. You're up and walking around. Now, these patients are no longer like, you're no. home. You don't stay in the hospital right. for a nap. You're at home. Those patients out there, these patients are sick. I mean, not as sick as ICU, right. but they're... They're sicker than they know. It's more work. It's more work. Yeah. Um, and while some of the stress goes away, they said you become accustomed to your work. So you're like, okay, well, this is what it is. I have eight patients. I have eight hours. I got to get everything done. Um, but there's unhelpful colleagues, unresponsive nurse managers, mm-hmm. and you're unappreciated. Mm-hmm. Completely. Completely unappreciated. Completely. You get drug seekers. You yeah. get abusive people. I mean, my girlfriend, somebody took an ivy pole and tried to swing it like a bat around the room. That's un- I mean, she comes, she tells me some stories. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's tough I'm on the good. I like no, I'll can't. take them to sleep any day. Yeah. Um, and then psych nursing. Obviously. Oh, my God. Though I did want to do psych nursing. If I didn't end up in the R, I was going to do psych nursing. Until I was at one of the hospitals and it was a mixed ward so it was male female the guy was like 6'4 mm-hmm. and I was like if I'm 9 months pregnant and this guy loses his shit yeah. I'm done Yeah, nope I'm good and yeah. I was like I'm done nope no psych nursing for me yeah. um, so they said you're not only dealing with like the mental health problems that your patient has um, but, and they, but they're also some of these like it's med surge psych nursing mm-hmm. so they're sick they have a physical and mental problems it's like twice the amount of work. Yeah. Um, Detoxing. Yeah. Alcoholism. It just it's hard. And the biggest stressor for them is the risk of violence. Oh yeah. 
Um, one study at a large psychiatric hospital, nearly 70% of the clinical staff members have been physically assaulted. In the, and yeah. you don't see it coming with a psych patient. Right. They're all of a sudden you've pally and yeah. they're joking and around. Then they and then they crock you in the yeah. head. Yeah. Um, and then long-term nursing, long-term care nursing Yeah. Um, is the number 10 on the list. And they often care for the same patients for years. Mm-hmm. They form a bond. bond. You know, yeah. but you know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they don't get the compensation we get oh, God, in hospitals. No. They no. Their pay is way less. They have way more patients. Um, and these patients are difficult with dementia. Yes, and, and that's their and violence. And, 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 yes. Um, and now you're not even getting financially compensated. Right. And they have no staff that works. So right. you might have one nurse to the floor with a bu- like a bunch of um, nursing assistants who work hard, but it's just not right. enough. Talk about turnover. Oh, my God. Burnout. Forget, yeah. Yes. Um, she, it says, like, the long-term care nurse is left feeling as she has to do all the work herself and never takes a break. And I, my grandmother was in a nursing home for a long time. She had Alzheimer's for a long time. She was in a nursing home. And those women did not stop. No, they, they did not stop. No. If that's a nursing, also. I would never do. No. Um, the turnover rate is up to 75% uh-huh. in yep. those units. Yep. So that's insane. Yeah. It's a hard job. Yeah. Give, so, give some nurses a break. And, yeah, burnout and bullying goes hand in hand. Um, a couple of ways to maybe deal with uh, the bullying is to gain an awareness of the depth and pervasiveness of how bad it is in your facility. Mm-hmm. Um, you observe the interactions between staff. Start looking at how your preceptors are treating the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try to be model good behavior. You know, we, we've had a couple of people coming up to us where we were warned, oh, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. And again, I told you I'm trying to turn over new leaves. So I was like, I'll wait and see myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing what those people were seeing. Yeah. Granted, our shift is just different. Mm-hmm. It's a different vibe. And I'm not saying they didn't see things, but we easily corrected some of what we saw just by like, try it this way, do it this way. Mm-hmm. Instead of bringing them in an office and being really penal to them, we kind of corrected it in a different way, right. you know? So I just feel like you got to remember you were new once too. Yes. And they were, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I tell all the new people coming up, if you think you're going to go in on your own and you're never going to mis- make a mistake, you're delusional. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take you two years before you're going to walk into a room and think, okay, I got this. Yeah. I said, I'm been doing a long time and there are still rooms that cases that come up and i think i have no fucking idea what i'm doing in here but i'll make it work right so yeah you can't they i think some of these students are very hot on themselves and they expect to be have the experience of a 30-year nurse in three months they'll literally say well they do it you know so well or but i'm like yeah they've been doing it for literally 30 years i hope to god they're yeah. doing it well like, literally like, doing it longer than you've been alive right. you have to relax yeah like, i was you... i was scrubbed the other day and one of them was like you make it look so seamless i said i've been scrubbing longer than you've been alive mm-hmm. i hope i get to know how to scrub a kidney by now right. like watch me do interventional radiology or vasco forget it yeah. i look like a hot mess right. but you give me an open case any day it looks like a goddamn ballet i am a <laughs> I am a rock star in an open case, but little by little, we'll never see those again. I know, I hate it. Um, Provide education to staff about what civil behaviors are expected, especially when welcoming and onboarding new staff. We kind of tell them, like, this is what we expect from them. Mm -hmm. We expect you guys to hold them to the same level. Mm -hmm. But 
not to be cruel or unkind to no. them in any way. Um, we actually tell them if there's a problem, call us, call us, and we will deal with it. Yeah. So you're not. It's not your role to to discipline them. Stepping. Right. I mean, definitely say some, especially right. if something's unsafe. But if it's just something you're like. I don't know. I don't like that they're doing yeah. that. Like, talk to us about it, and we'll talk to them. And I think we'll that, talk to them in a certain way. I think that prevents that whole bullying atmosphere yes. too. Because who are you? You're not right. much newer. You're, right. You've been doing this maybe a year longer than they have. So right. you know, don't, take it back. Um, try to be welcoming. Provide education and conflict management to staff to know how to deal with conflict. If you witness hostile or uncivil behaviors, speak one-on-one with the perpetrator in a calm, non-threatening, <laughs> I can't do that, non-threatening way, address, address what took place and coach them through an alternative approach. So if I find it's a major conflict, I pass it off to my manager because I can't approach people. I just have, I can't, I'm heated. Yeah. I get, you know, emotional about something. Right. I'm never going to approach you in a non-confrontational way. I can't help myself. So, um, I mean, those are just a few things to try to, help you i'm sure there's do you have any tips on yeah that? i have so um for burnout use your epa your employee assistance yes, program every hospital huge. has it get help talk to someone prioritize your mental health like you have to if you're feeling burnt out what good are you if you're not helping us you can't help other people if you right. can't help yourself um side note the epa helps people with everything financial oh, yeah. matters housing if you yes. got kicked out any problem you have go to your yeah. eap because if you're being abused if it goes it helps with so many yes. issues your credit credit card debt yes like everything help you so yes yeah. i just you want to make sure use your, epa for they're anything there. don't suffer like yep. they're there um use a sick day mental health is a health problem so if you had a cold, you would call out sick. If you're having a day that you're like, I can't do it today. Go home and go to the spa. Call out sick. Yep. Give yourself a day. Get your head together. Um, if you need a break, you got to take one. Um, develop strong relationships. Have people you work with and people outside of work you can turn to. You have to be able to talk to people. I am feeling like shit. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know what to do. I can't even, you know, yep. you need to talk about your stress. You need to talk about what's happening. Go you for know. a drink after work. Right. You know, reach out. Yeah. We always say that. We or see go for water shit together <laughs> that, yeah. Like, yeah. we see shit you shouldn't see. And you can't, like, I can't, I can tell him. He has no idea. Mm-hmm. You have to talk to the people you work. You have to form bonds. And it's, mm-hmm. and I said to the new girls, like, you are 20 something. I said, when I came on nights, I was 20 something. One of my closest friends is my mother's age. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what age they are. It doesn't matter where they're from. You're going the through shit the same you do thing. together will bond you, but you have to reach out. You have to mm-hmm. talk. And you do things. We were always planning. Let's go to the beach today. Yes. Let's go down to this today. Let's go out for dinner. Let's do a weekend. We always planned stuff because getting outside of the job mm-hmm. and with your coworkers mm-hmm. helps a bazillion times yes. you see a side of them you may not see at work you vent you let you joke you laugh and they're the only people you could do some really horrible jokes about things and they're going to laugh and they're not going to judge right. so plan things get out of the or and do things together right. um and set boundaries you need a work life balance yeah. when you are at work you are fully there mm-hmm. when you are at home you are fully home you are not at work don't check your work emails right don't you know, I don't even have them on my phone. I don't either. Don't call in and like, oh, do you like? Do you need somebody? No. You want me to come like, in? Like, you're home. Be home. You yep. need a break. You cannot 
be worrying about work 24-7. Leave it at work. Yeah. We have a job where we can leave it at work. Leave it at work. I don't even look at the phone. If that those letters pop up, I'm like, oh, not answering. <laughs> and get exercise. Eat well. Sleep. You have to take care of yourself to take care of other people. You have to take care mm-hmm. of yourself. Um, and I got all that from nursejournal.org, sciencedirect.com, and Nurse Money Talk. I got my articles because I do have stuff in my articles. Uh, let's see. Our own worst enemy, the nurse bullying epidemic at Nursing Administrative Quarterly. AAPACN, American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, February 23rd, 2021. Why nurses eat their young and how to stop this damaging practice. And nurses eat their young and insight into systemic hazing and its implications on patient care. Mm, it's very... Um, just don't do it. It makes you look like an ass. It yeah. doesn't make you look any better. Yeah. It makes you look better to have helped somebody and, and make them better. And say, we need nurses. Well, you did a good job. And they'll say, you know what? Laura showed me how to yep. do that. And they will say that. Yeah. Because you were kind to them. Like, yeah, I don't think they're saying it. Hold your hand. No, I don't mean. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, they I'm do. Kidding. I but you know, like, it's yeah. just, it makes you look better. Yeah. And they're always calling us. Somebody. Can you come in and help me with it? Yep. Uh, this is a stupid question. No, it's not a stupid no, question. We'll help you through whatever you need. Right. You know, bully, like uh, I'll stand block between them and a nurse who might be aggressive. I'll stand block between them and a surgeon. We'll, we become their parents right. when we're there. There's a shortage. It's a real thing. Yes. Okay. People it's- are leaving the field in droves. We need to protect the new ones coming in because we're going to be old and those are who are going to take care of us. Right. And they said like, uh, what? what is this? It was like um, the nursing shortage is accelerating at a ridiculous rate yeah and in 2030 it's going to be like a nightmare the average age of a registered nurse is now 50 years old the average nurse is 30 when they enter the profession a lot of people it's their second profession yeah um a third of today's nursing workforce will likely retire in the next 10 to 15 years we're seeing them we're losing 20 a year to retirement a third of the nurse workforce will retire in the next 10 years. Um, nursing school f- faculty is also on the decline, and that limits the amount of people who can go into nursing right. school. So you're not get turning out 8 million right. nurses because you don't have enough teachers to teach them, so they can only take small classes. Right. Um, the, um, a good percentage of nurses end up leaving the field before they are even retirement mm-hmm. age. It's physically demanding. It's a burnout. Never mind mental and... Yep. It's physically. My, I was walking up your stairs today, and I was like, "My knees aren't gonna last." Yeah, my knees aren't gonna last. The turnover rates range from eight point eight percent to thirty seven percent, depending on the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's also called the most dangerous profession, not only because of workplace violence that occurs all the time, but also because the alarming rate of back injuries due to the oh. lack of teamwork, limited resources, and the lack of equipment and training. How many? nurses trip in the OR. We lost one mm-hmm. nurse. She tripped because anesthesia would drain the IV onto the floor. Yeah, it was wet. And she she whipped her Achilles. Never came, or her hamstring. Yeah. Ne- has never been back. And she was an excellent, what yep. a loss. Yep. Excellent nurse. Um, but a lot of them, even if you can handle the physical and the mental, they're driven out because of a, the toxic work environments. Yep. We have to stop doing this. It's going to be worse. It's just going to get worse. And to com- Pound all that. It says something like the baby boomers are now all at the age of elderly. We're getting more. They're the boomers, the which is the biggest, biggest generation, generation, is all getting to the age where they're going to be sick. in the hospitals. They're all right. sick. Right. You know, all those drugs from the 60s, man, <laughs> catching up, dude. Yes, man. <laughs> but it's just, 
It's a real yeah. problem. So why are we pushing people out? I don't know. Why do we not want people to know? know I mean, know like it. I said, I see it with the scrub techs all the time, the way the elder scrubs treat them. I'm like, you. I used to have this one surgeon. Everybody that scrubbed for him thought they were the only ones that were going to scrub for him. Mm-hmm. They'd leave and a new one would fill the shoes. Yeah, you are not yeah. indisposable because yeah. I promise you the moment you leave, yeah. it's a machine. Another one's mm-hmm. going in your spot. If I left tomorrow... Someone somebody else would be, be doing, doing your job. job. Yep. Nobody, nobody is. Nobody thinks. You know. Everybody thinks they're the only ones that can do it. Right. You are not the only one. No. Nope. And my girlfriend, she worked her hospitals in dire straits. The CFO of the hospital or something, who's kind of running the hospital, said to her, "Why can't one of the circulators do three rooms?" So you not only on top of everything else, you have people running that the show who have no fucking medicine. idea right. how anything runs. And that's the problem too is you've taken it comes from the top down. Like to stop the burnout, the managers and the people above the managers, they have to do put things in place to prevent it. But you have big conglomerate. It's it nursing in my career, in my own witness, has gone from medical based yes. to business, business based. Yeah. Business is money. People running the business have no idea how medicine works. Right. Patients are not a variable that you can count on. They no. change. Things change. Right. They're sicker than you thought. They're staying in longer than you right. thought. They had weird anatomy. Right. And now this whole surgery went to shit. And they're basing policies thing. and procedures on shit they can't control. Right. And they've made a mess of healthcare. Right. And that is contributing to the burnout. Right. And I mean, I could go on and on and on, but it drives me crazy when I see we got Tenet and we got Kaiser and we've got another group starting up in the Northeast. You can't run it like a business. No, it's, it's not, not business. money. It's people. Yeah. It makes me insane. Yeah. These stupid surveys on the fucking floor. Do you think a drug-seeking patient is going to give that nurse, no matter how good she is, a good survey? No. And now the reimbursement's based on that? Right. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's complete bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I could go on. I'll fight up now, Laura. I'll fight up. It's so ag- It's just... It's just so aggravating. It's aggravating to me because... Like you said, I like my job. I like what I do. I like being a nurse. I like telling people I'm a nurse. Mm -hmm. I just am so frustrated with, I'm glad I'm at the tail end of my career because when I started it, I loved my job. I fucking loved my job. And I've seen them take what I love and destroy it. Yeah. And that's what I think is the worst for me is like, it's never going to be where it was. The camaraderie, the level of care will never be what it was when I started. Well, we also started at the time when we had like pensions and stuff. So people stayed. Yes. You stayed at one hospital your whole career. So you knew these people yeah. from the time they were young till the time they retired. And yeah. so you had you the waited to get vested and then you got vested. Now you're vested. Right. So you're going to stay. But you saw them have kids. You saw their yep. kids grow. You saw their kids get married. You saw them have grandkids. You saw them through all these stages of their life. So you knew them. Yeah. You know now, what I about them? It's the turnover rate. Well, in that not only from that, but from burnout mm-hmm. and everything else is so high. You don't get the chance There's to no know people. There's no reason for them to stay. No. And now with the travel nursing mm-hmm. and the amount of money they're paying these travel nurses, mm-hmm. we trained, what, 12 people? Five of them have left yeah. to travel. And they're traveling. Like when I traveled, you had to have two years of experience. They wouldn't even look at you. Now, one of them wants to travel. I'm like, what are you going to tell them? You've done one fucking service. Right. You have no goddamn experience. Right. But they'll take her. Yeah. And they'll put her out there. And she's going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know. I, no offense to her. She's a great nurse. No. She's great at what she does. But she needs more experience. Right. I mean, one of them's telling me, one of the travel nurses will only put the first name down on the chart. What? what? Well, that's not legal. Right. right. And doesn't understand why you have to put the last name down. And doesn't want to do it. Right. How did you get this far in fucking nursing and not putting a last name down on the chart? And the thing with these people not having experience is you're going to... 
all these different settings, you don't know where anything is. Right. You don't know the the, the procedures, like the yeah. procedure. What it what happens then? Uh, if you have no experience, you're not given an orientation when right. you go there as a traveler. You have to just go. You might get a week. But even then, it's not like a orientation. In orientation. our hospital, we're spoiled, and they don't realize that, yeah. too. Everything's done for us. You go to another hospital, the OR nurse is prepping. The OR nurses might be doing um, IVs and yeah. starting. To, we don't do that. No. The OR nurse might be bringing them back to the PACU. They may have to, like... They might work OR PACU. Right. Right. We never do any of that. No. You have no experience in that. What are you going to do? Right. You're a one-trick pony, and you're going to go travel? Right. Yeah, the money's great, but it's very dangerous, and your license is on the line. Right. So and patient care, patient and that's care. the problem with the. I mean, go you know what? Go get your money, whatever you want to do. But that's the problem I think with all the traveling that's happening now is no one knows what they're doing. You're taking us from Boston, sending us to California where we don't know the hospitals, right. we don't know the patients, we don't know the culture, we don't know anything. anything and you're taking weeks. California, taking California, bringing them to Boston and paying them a shit ton of money. Yeah, instead to, of just paying the people and that not you work knowing with. anything there, where anybody mm-hmm. works, where any, you don't know anything. You're and that puts just moving people. more pressure on the people who did right. stay. Which just causes more, more burnout. More burnout and more um, tension between the staff. Yeah. I'm not going to be nice to a traveler who's making 150 an hour when I'm not making that. And I don't even know that it's not being yeah, nice, but you almost can't help it. Like, you want me to do the worst right. case. You should be fucking I know doing what I'm doing right. here. Because I've worked here for right. a million years. I know what I'm doing, so you're going to give me the shittiest yeah. rooms. And they're going to do the three things they know how to do, which are the... For ten times the amount of money. way more money. It just causes all this resentment and problems. And Instead it's just of just investing back in your staff, bring pension plans, plans, plans back. back. That's, Give a they, I was at brunch today with two other people that we work with. And I literally said, if they brought the goddamn pension plans back, it would bring a whole... It would bring it back. Like, people will be loyal. People will yep, stay. They people will, never will do want that. to work for your... They'll be and they'll be proud of their workplace. You know what I mean? Like but it's just, money. It, it's too much money. I know. But it's not. You're paying these travelers eight million dollars. But they—that's what kills me. They don't see that. It's unreal. They don't see that. It's unreal. You know, I, I just—I can't. It's, All right. Anyway, we're rambling. We could go on so and on. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on and on and on. Be Let's nice just, to people you work yes. with. Teach people you work with. They will care for you someday. You want them to know what the hell they're doing. Yep. Don't and keep it those, all a secret because it's gonna go with you. To those of you who wrote in, thank you. Yes. Thank you were brave. Hopefully, we respected your confidentiality. Your stories were horrific. Awful. And I hope you find a better experience because I can tell you, you can come work where we work. We'll take good care of you. We need the services. We'll take good care of you. We'll treat you. We'll train you in everything. Yeah. All right. We have another good episode coming up, um, and then. After that's our hundredth anniversary episode. Hundredth anniversary. Anybody got ideas for our hundredth anniversary? anniversary. <laughs> we look fucking fantastic. <laughs> look great. Um, so let us, you know, send us some ideas or whatever you want to talk about. Maybe we'll talk geriatrics for hundred. But it's a hundredth episode. I can't believe we've been doing a hundred episodes. I can't that's crazy. <laughs> I literally can't. Hey, my crazy little idea and a hundred episodes later, dude. And all those reels. I Everybody's loving the reels. Miscounted the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.